0: Praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to John 14 and 30 again. That's John 14 and 30. And I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible Classic edition. And it reads, I will not talk with you much more for the prince, evil genius, ruler of the world is coming and he has no claim on me. He has nothing in common with me. There is nothing in me that belongs to him, and he has no power over me. What is Jesus talking about in this passage of scripture? Jesus is saying, listen, the enemy has nothing in me that will stop me from reaching my destiny. His destiny was to go to the cross. The enemy had nothing in him that would derail him. That's what the enemy comes to do. He wants to derail us from our destiny, from God's plans for our lives. He wants to derail us from that plans, get us off track, get us off course. So Jesus is saying the enemy has nothing in me. He has nothing in common with me. He has no power over me. Now, let me give you an example of what that's like. Have you ever been walking down the street and. This voice comes to you. This thought comes and says, throw your keys in the stream. Go jump off of the bridge. Now, when these thoughts come, you know, you you know, you ignore those thoughts. You cast those thoughts down. You notice you don't go battle. You don't you don't really sh- get in your mind. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to. You, you, you don't fret over anything. Why? Because you've never yielded to it. You've never yielded to it. So the enemy has nothing in common. He has nothing in you. He has no power over you. It's just a thought that you just cast that thought down immediately. Let's say at one time in your life, you did have issues there. You had suicidal thoughts, but God delivered you. Even at that point, after God has delivered you, you no longer have those issues. Enemy no longer has anything in common with you. He has no power in you. There's nothing in you regarding those issue. There's nothing in you so he can lay claim to. There's nothing. Why? Because God has delivered you. Once again, the enemy, Jesus said the enemy has nothing in me. He can't use anything. He has nothing in me that will pull me away. That's going to derail me. Let's go to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. And we'll begin reading at verse 24. It reads, he told them another parable saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. But when the shoots had sprung up and produced fruit, the weeds also appeared. So the servants of the landowner came and said to him, sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? Then where did the weed come from? He said to them, an enemy did this. An enemy did this. Now we know in context, this is the parable of the weeds. We know the the wheat uh, stands for or represents those who are saints and those, those who are true believers and the weeds represent those who look like they are true believers, but they are not, they do not belong to Christ. If we would read further in this parable, Jesus says that he's going to separate the, the, the wheat from the tare or those who are true believers will be separated from those who look like they are, those who are not. Now, that's what the parable is about, but another application of this parable also reveals many times what the enemy will try to do to us. You see, the field is your mind. The field is your mind. And you are destined to do something great, however. Something will happen. The scripture says, while men slept, while you were asleep, while you were unaware, while you were young, while you were innocent, something happened. Where the enemy planted these strongholds in your life. You have this behavior because of some type of action that happened, once again, when you were innocent, while you're young. The enemy planted this. Why did he do it once again to derail you from God's destiny? Keep you once again from reaching your destiny. So exactly how does this happen? Well, let me give you a few examples. Now, some of these examples are somewhat antiquated. It's kind of what happened during my time when I was young. But the no the enemy no longer uses those type of methods because he's advanced and because times have changed. But he's still doing the same thing, just a different way. So let's give an example once again. Let's say there's a 10 year old boy. His mother drops him off at the barber shop. But while at the barber shop, the, the owner puts in this pornographic movie. This happens every time that young man gets his haircut. Or it could be a situation where that young man happens to be over his friend's house and they'll put on one of those movies. Or perhaps they going to school and and they have those magazines while they were young. The enemy is looking to plant something in your life that's going to derail you from the destiny in which God has given you. An enemy has done this. Let's dig a little deeper. Let's say. One day you're at your cousin's house, you're at a friend's house, you're at a at a relative's house, And you're just playing and someone down the streets introduced something to you. You're introduced to something sexual in nature. This happened when you were young, you were innocent. You weren't looking for this at all, but yet it happened. And now you have this behavior. So once again, this is done while the word God says why men slept, they were unaware this happened to them now let's dig a little a little deeper sometimes it's one thing for this to happen with your peers but sometimes you know what this happens with those who are in authority example let's say it's your uncle your aunt a school teacher the pastor the deacon Sister, mother, missionary. These represent those who are in authority who did these things. Once again, these behaviors, these ideas, these actions happened when you were young and you were innocent. The enemy planted this. Now, remember, the scriptures called him an evil genius. He had these things planted, but he used people to plant these things in your life. So these things will derail you from the, from the plan of God in your, for your life. The enemy is evil. He's very crafty. You know, uh, sometimes when there's an adult that's doing it or the person who's in authority, not only will the person at times have to deal with the act, the issues revol- resulting from the act, but sometimes they have issues with authority. Let me give you an example. There was a young man who his mother's friend introduced him to uh, sex. And the young man, how she did it was she told him, you know, asked him, are you gay? And so basically she manipulated it. She, She convinced him and that's what she did as a tool. But as a result, This young man, and now he knows his ways as it relates to women, but unfortunately, because of that act. He beats women. Because when he gets upset, when he gets angry, his mind goes back to that situation what his mother's friend did to him. Sometimes we see young ladies behave in the same manner, maybe a little differently, but sometimes they will. Act out in any type of against any type of male authority. Sometimes uh, they will take up causes that are not there, defend some to defend some other young lady, but the cause is not there. But because what happened to them, what their uncle did to them, or some adult in authority, they. Well, let me give you a, another example. There in college, there was a young lady. I never get. I was just we just happened to have uh, happened to have a conversation, and all of a sudden. She just burst out and just had a meltdown. Now, I, I was young. I didn't know what was going on. I was trying to think, was it something that I said? It Was, was it something that I did? What, what, what happened here? We were out in the open. We were in public. She just had a meltdown. And as she, in the middle of her meltdown, she began to explain how her father abused her sexually, used to rape her. And then her uncle did the same thing to her. Now, neither of them. They didn't know that each other was doing this to her, but it had a profound effect on her, a negative effect on her. And she'd have these these meltdowns, just uncontrollable meltdown, just at the spare of a moment. You all the enemy did this, an enemy did this. Why? So he can plant these tears in your life. These, these behaviors to keep you once again from reaching God's destiny. You know, sometimes this can happen when you're an adult, you're 25, 30, 35 years old. It can be a time when you are most vulnerable. What do you mean? Someone close to you, a loved one has passed. Uh, you lost something dear uh, and, and you're at a vulnerable stage and someone who should be uh, who you confide in as a mentor or someone who you admire greatly, such as a pastor or or someone you admire, perhaps in the corporate world, you're, you're close to them in your time of weakness. Then they'll change gears. And they will. It'll happen so fast where where you, it just happened. Now you're dealing with the issues, this, this behavior as a result of those sexual, that sexual act. Once again, while you were asleep, while you were not expecting it, while you're at your weakest moment, they took advantage. You all, once again, the enemy knows, see, he knows who, who belongs to. He knows how to hook things up. But once again, it's to derail you from your place, from your destiny. You know, unfortunately this happens all too often more than we think. It happens more than you think from people all around you, whether it's relatives, good friends, this happens. Once once again, the enemy loves to prey on those who are young and innocent. He also loves to pray on those uh, in, a, in, a, in when they're in a situation where they are most vulnerable. That is when he loves to pray and he will use people who who is willing to be used by him to plant those things into your life, those tears into your your life. But how many all know God has a plan for you? He has a plan. Now, some of you all under in the sound of my voice. Because we know the Lord has you listening this for a reason. God does not shoot blanks. You said, brother, pastor, listen, I I know I've been in everyone's prayer line. I, I want deliverance from this thing. I'm still dealing with this thing. It has been five, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago, but I'm still dealing with the same issues. I don't want to deal with these issues. I'm embarrassed. It's only the grace of God that you've been, God has covered you. No one knows and not many people rather knows about these issues, but you're saying, brother pastor, I want deliverance. In fact, you may go as far as to say, listen, I have gotten books, but people, I don't want to reveal my issues. So you've gone online to get online books to read about other people's testimonies, how God delivered you them. And you have done everything. You know, you've bought CDs. You listen to sermons on this issue and you still having the same issue. You're trying all that, you know, how deliverance has come to your house today. Deliverance has come to your house today So you may say, brother Pass, okay let me hear what you got to say because once again I've heard so many sermons, I've read so many books. I've tried on my own so many times but to no avail. Well first things are first, you have to recognize this what this behavior that you're exhibiting is not God's will. It is not God's will. Now I'm saying this for a reason. Because the world has really pushed this behavior. And we're talking about different sexual behaviors that's outside of the laws of marriage, if you will. These behaviors, whether it is adultery, fornication, pornography, homosexuality. Let me say this. uh, 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 Bestiality. It don't matter what the behavior is. The Lord wants to deliver you. He wants to deliver you. Now, once again, you have to have the will. You have to know that it it is not God's desire for you to have that behavior, to have those desires. Once again, I'm saying this because the world is saying something else. Can I share something with you? Some good preachers, or I should say men of God, are preaching the same thing that it's okay. No, it's not okay. This is not God's plan for you. Why? Because. In this behavior, the enemy has access to your thinking and he's setting up a plan for your destruction or your demise. So once again, you have to know and get it settled in your mind. This is not okay. This is against the plan that God has for me. God loves me. Now, understand God loves you. But the thing, the behavior, he does not because it's. The enemy has access to you once again to derail you from to keep you from seeing God's best. So that's number one. Number two, brother, pastor, I understand. What do I need to do? Well, once the word of God listen. once you understand it's not God's will, if you do this, then you have can have faith for God to deliver you. What do you mean? Faith begins with the will of God is known. Once again, you know, it's not God's will now. So what do you do once again? You ask God to to show your way out of this, brother pastor. I've done that. I've done it. Have you really done that in faith? Hey, now I understand you was upset. Well, you know you, you you're frustrated. But really, have you really done it in faith? Now the scripture says. He who called on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, we understand that that's referring to salvation, but it's also referring to your deliverance. You see, Jesus is the high priest of our confession or our profession. In other words, when you call on the name of the Lord, the scripture says you will be saved. You will be delivered. In other words, the Lord is as an obligation as the high priest of our profession to deliver you. So you need to ask the Lord, Lord, how do I get out of this? Leave me out of this and the Lord will do so. So the Lord. Ask the Lord for help. Now, if you notice, when you read the books, you did different things, you read people's testimony and you followed their advice regarding the situation. But this is the thing. That was God's plan for them. And you know what? That plan was very anointed and I'm sure it helped a lot of people. But you wonder how come it didn't work for you? Well, God made all of us differently. We're all wired differently. So to speak, the Holy Spirit will reveal a plan for you. He will have a specific prescription for your deliverance, and he'll lead you right out of the situation. You just ask God in faith and the Lord will do it. Now, I need to say this. It'll be something within your grasp. See, many times when you try, you try to take the bull by the horn, so to speak. And it may have you been may have been successful for a little while, but eventually you fell back into that type of behavior. So the Lord, once you ask the Lord for help, he'll begin to speak to your mind, or I should say, he'll speak to your spirit. You will have an inward witness to do something different. Something that's within your grasp. For example, this is just an example. The Lord may tell you, listen, I want you to, instead of leaving work at 730, I want you to leave at 7 o'clock. Because, he knows that that person down the street, you had an affair with them. Or he knows that person down the street reminds you that's that that person that you had an affair with or you've dealt with them. It was their cousin. So the Lord says, listen, I want you to. He may tell you, get up at seven o'clock in the morning. It's be something within your grasp. You know, while I'm talking to you, I'm reminded of uh, Naaman. You remember Naaman? He had leprosy and The instruction from the prophet was quite simple. Go dip in the river Jordan seven times and you'll be made whole. It's going to be something that you can do. This is going to be prescribed by the Holy Spirit. Once again, you know, it may be that, you know, on your lunch break, I want you instead of going to the break room, instead of hanging out with these fellas who every now and then talk about their uh, adventures Or the young ladies that every now and then talk about their adventures. I want you to read your Bible or I want you to listen to some type of Christian broadcast or or radio broadcast or some type of telecast. I want you to listen to the word during your lunch break. It could be instead of watching different things, I want you to walk, watch Christian television. For a season of time only, I don't know what he's going to tell you to do, but. And he may not listen. I'm not giving you telling you this is what he's going to tell you. Do my point is he's going to give you something, and it's going to bear witness in your spirit. You may say, brother pastor, I'm unsure if the Lord is talking to me. Well, let me tell you something. Your conscience is the voice of your spirit. You've been in, in times past. If you look over your life, you knew you had a knowing on the inside that you should do something. Now. You knew it was God. You knew it was something that you should do. You couldn't tell why. You just know it was something you had to make a decision. It was the Holy Spirit leading you to do that. The same thing will happen here. The Lord will lead you. It'll be an inward witness. You know, you have the peace of God about it, that you should do something. It'll be something within your power. Now, once you begin to obey God in this, when the enemy knocks on the door of your heart to remind you of that thing, you'll notice that that thing will have that power over you that it once had. Why? Because you're submitted to God. The word, word of God tells us to submit ourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. When you obey God and that thing, whatever the Holy Spirit prescribes to you, you, when you resist him, that thing will not have the power over, over you. So you know what? A week go by and you're good. A month will go by. You're doing well. Six months. You're doing a year. Next thing you know, the Lord has walked you right out of that bondage. Now. There's another point. When the Lord began to do this, tell you what to do, whatever that thing is. You won't even go back and forth. You know, you have the power to say, no, I'm not doing this. You'll cast those thoughts down. You won't even going back. You won't even go back and forth. Why? Because. That thing has no power over you. Now, all of that, you, you, you'll forget about that thing in your mind and go towards something else. That's the Lord working with you. That's the Lord working with you to pull you out of that situation. The power is gonna come when you submit yourself to whatever plan that he tells you. It'll be something within your grasp, something that you can do. You just know the Lord wants you to do it. And I'm telling you now, You'll walk right out of that thing. You'll be able to say like Jesus said. Let's go back to that first scripture we read. John 14 and 30. He said. For the prince or the evil genius ruler of the world is coming and he has no claim on me. He has nothing in common with me. There is nothing in me that belongs to him and he has no power Over me, the enemy will have no power over you. Walk in the freedom of God. Walk and fulfill your destiny. Walk in your deliverance and live the abundant life, amen? Give God a hand clap of praise.